to another episode of Friday to Friday. No one really that big dropped an album, but we still have lots of music to talk about with guys like Drake, Joey Badass, Kanye, J. Cole, Jid. But first, I want to kick it off covering the aftermath of Juice World's posthumous album, Legends Never Die. The three of us last week gave it very good remarks considering none of us are really a huge Juice World fan. We expected it to blow Pop Smoke's posthumous album out of the water. Pop Smoke sold 250K. 250K and that was the highest selling posthumous album since Michael Jackson. We expected Juice World to blow that out of the water and he did by much more than at least I expected. He sold 497,000 units first week and that is far and away the top album of the year so far. The weekend sold 444,000. So Juice World beat it by 50,000. That's incredible. To me what caught me by surprise is five of the songs from Legends Never Die hit the Billboard Top 10. Come and Go's number two right now, Wishing Well's number five, Conversations number seven, Life's a Mess nine, and Hate the Other Side ten. And up to this point, Juice World had only had two top ten songs with Lucid Dreams and Bandit, the one with Youngboy NBA. So the fact that now he owns half of the top ten, I think it's crazy. Again, we expected this album to be huge and sell a lot. I didn't expect it to do as well as it did. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, some people probably definitely expected it, considering uh, his cult following and just the amount of people that like his music. Um, it's definitely well-deserved. He had some great songs on it, and uh, it was it was a nice send-off. Yeah, I had no idea how much he was going to sell. Um, yeah, clearly, you thought Little Baby, Baby posthumous album would sell more. I still, you, think, you still, it, think, I still Baby think it would, yeah. Um, I do. I think it's a little bit, I think Little Baby would be like over 500,000. But still, I mean, I didn't know that Juice WRLD's following was that deep. Again, it was a posthumous album, so there was probably a lot more people listening than maybe if it was a regular album that came out. But still, doing that many sales is incredible. Highest selling posthumous album since 1997 when we lost Tupac and Biggie. Though both of those sold more, but it was a different era back then too. I don't think they count streams as much as they do now. Or as much as, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, rest in peace, Juice World. We'll move on to music that actually dropped this past weekend. Again, no big albums, but we did have three songs from Drake, starting with two singles with DJ Khaled. We had Grease, which I had already heard. I think you guys had already heard as a leak. Uh, and we had Pop Star. Uh, Carter, what do you think of these two songs? Uh, starting off with Grease, uh, I liked the track when I first heard it. Um, so when I when I heard it as a real song, it was it was just okay since you know I've already kind of played the shit out of it. Um, <laughs> when I when I heard it, uh, I wasn't a fan of the audio quality because I thought it was uh, the leak. 
it sounded like it was still a leak. It sounded like, oh, we'll just keep it as it is. Yeah. And that that disappointed me a little bit. Okay, I agree. Yeah. Um, but Popstar, Popstar was definitely the better of the two tracks. Um, it's Drake, confident Drake, you know, rapping Drake. Um, very sticky hook. Uh, two great verses. I like the uh, the second one better. Um, a little bit more complex with the flows there. But uh, yeah, Popstar was definitely the standout. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go the opposite of you, just because I like that more low key kind of Drake, than rather than the rapping energetic Drake. Um, like you said, yeah, it sounded like there was no production on Grease. It was really weird, but whatever. I, I still liked it. Um, I wish I could say the French words as well as he does, but I can't. Um, yeah, Popstar was definitely more lyrical, uh, a lot more energy in it. I'm not saying it wasn't a good song, because I thought it was, but I, I think I just prefer Grease more. Yeah, Carter, I know you've been talking for a while now that you felt like you haven't had a confident Drake since, if you're reading this, it's too late. Yeah, only a couple tracks here and there. Do you think, do you, so what do you expect for... I mean, we think that Drake is going to be dropping an album soon. Do you think with these few singles that he's released recently, do you think that's where he's going towards? It, it's so hard to pinpoint what he's going to do because... These songs are complete opposites. And then we'll talk yeah. about the third track for right. a little bit yeah. after, which is, once Arab, again, completely Arab, yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Arab, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get some confidence. Um, I'm hoping at least a little bit of, you know, I like the slower tracks too i like the ones that are more emotional but if he can find a good balance between those two uh i'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah i definitely liked pop star it he for sure sounded way more confident than he has in his recent projects um grease yeah when i listened to the leak i thought it was it had to do with the production and to me it sounded like it improved at least a little bit with the regular version but i still, think with the second part like the second half of it okay. which hasn't really been released before um definitely sounded better okay um yeah it wasn't my favorite song uh but definitely still was pretty good i know a lot of people are relating it to like uh the weekend type style do you agree with that i i agree with it in a sense uh the way it was mixed it's very spacey it has that kind of uh uh production that would be on a weekend song i don't really think the flow is necessarily matched with the weekend but i could definitely see how some people find it I also want to say, DJ Khaled absolutely ruins the song five seconds in every single time when we get this low-key beat and then he has to jump in with this huge obnoxious, we the best music, or like DJ Khaled, like some See, stupid shit. It was fine on Popstar because it's more okay. like a hype track, but Grease, which is mixed way lower, it's just this loud, we the best, or whatever. It's so horrible. It's just too much. He's got to go away. <laughs> Um, I thought his last album was okay. The DJ Khaled album? I thought it was okay. It got a lot of hate. It got, it, was, a lot it got a lot of hate. It, it was, was not... I thought there was a good song. <laughs> there was a couple of them. Yeah. It was not well received. The, the Nipsey song was definitely The Jeezy song was good. Yeah, there was definitely good songs on that album. And he just he just puts weird artists together. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, don't I agree, mix at all. I agree. What was the... Oh, he did Travis and Post Malone. That was one of them. Mm-hmm. Who, who, was, another, who was another weird pairing? He did a... Uh, Oh, it was like the second song. Um, I, know, I know there's always just weird pairings all across the board. Yeah. With, with whatever track. I remember listening to like a, a Bryson Tiller future track on one of them. There was the one with uh, Meek Mill, J Balvin, Lil Baby, and Jeremiah. Is that what you're thinking of? All on one track? Well, Nas and CeeLo Green. That might have been the one I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. 
Too yeah, old time old guys, but like just com- not even like a little interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then we already alluded to it a little bit. You had the Drake single "Only You" freestyle with Hetty One. It had that UK rap vibe. What do you think of that one? So I'm not usually a big fan of this style, but I think after hearing Drake so many times try and make a song like this, I finally gotten used to him with this sound, and I actually genuinely enjoyed this track. I haven't heard a petty one before just because I haven't listened to much of the UK drill sound, mm-hmm. but he came with a, a great flow. Um, the both two of them uh, both carried the track, um, and honestly, this was. Yeah, I'm pretty much tying it with Popstar as my favorite Drake track of the weekend. Okay. Yeah, I still think Grease is my favorite. <laughs> um, dude, that that song got so on TikTok. I've been like just going through TikTok. There's so many things on it. With Grease? Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, the new one. I can't forget. Only you. Only you. Yeah. yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. I haven't seen any of it. Yeah, there's one of the things on TikTok. I, I like Grease the most for sure. I don't even want to talk about the new one because I was not a fan of it. Of the Only You Freestyle? Yeah. I didn't Why? Like that. Uh, I, was, mm. I thought Drake's part was sick. I'm, I'm also not a big like UK Arab, rap guy. I can't Arabic do, part? Yeah, well, it's one lyric. It's like one one little bar in there. Mitchell, it was just weird. Like it's it, you don't expect it. Yeah, I, I, he said it, and I had I was like, you know, it's a Arabic. I, you know, yeah, no, I knew, but I, was just, I had no idea. Like, I don't understand why that was on the track though. Like, what is that like a? I, 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 I was lost for words. I couldn't translate it. So, Mitchell, my brother, is always. He's a, he's into UK rap a little bit that drill sound, Ugh. and I know I he'll he'll be playing some song on a speaker in front of me and it's like Skepta or whoever the big yeah. guy I can't stand it, um, and I've heard Drake try it a few times but I think this is at least for me my favorite song where he's tried it and I thought it it finally works really well, real well yeah like at first when I heard the track I, I got like war vibes that song off of okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a single that dropped like in December um, but I, he went way further with it and he tried these different flows that I've never heard from him before and I thought it really paid off so we have three singles with completely different vibes to it not one of them are the same completely different no. regions man one's Greece <laughs> one's <laughs> <laughs> One's more Jamaican, I guess. And, uh, I guess, yeah. UK. <laughs> Jamaican? Uh, there, was, there was a pop star had some elements to it when you I was think? looking it up. Yeah, it said, because uh, when Khaled was promoting it, it was like, pop tune or whatever. That's <laughs> that shit. <laughs> Interesting. I thought it was going to be a terrible track when, I, when he was promoting that like that. I was like, oh no, not this again. But So then, with these three singles... <laughs> What do you think the Drake album's gonna look like? Because it's tough. If you have, he's so versatile, but if you try to include all of his versatile sounds in one album, you're gonna end up with another 24 track album. Yeah, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be a mess. Um, honestly, from the leaks, the leaks have given me more of an indication than anything because the leaks are kind of consistent. They have this like rap sound to them, but I really don't know if he's gonna go in that direction. And that's what I'm concerned about. Because I need I need some I need some bars I need I need some rap in Drake you know mm-hmm. I have like a full album with that so yeah it, it's just because of how different these three songs are I don't think anybody knows like how the album's gonna sound other than Drake himself I mean like we can make assumptions about what way he's gonna go with the album but I, I don't know I'm excited for it for sure I just don't know what that theme or sound he's gonna have 
When, okay. when do you expect it to come? From what I've been reading, uh, I think it's supposed to come mid-August, and I, I hope that's the case, because I don't want to wait any longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's tough. Um, it, it, it's going to be tough for artists to drop during this pandemic, in my opinion, because you might not, if, if an artist drops in August, then you expect them to tour later that fall and winter, riding out the wave of his new music. And with the pandemic, you're not gonna be able to get in-person concerts. You're gonna be missing out on a lot of tour money. And that's where artists make the most of their money. So we've discussed previously, if there's someone to do it, I think Drake can do it. And, still be able to survive without that tour money. He might be one of the only few that can do it. Mm -hmm. I'd say probably him, Travis, J. Cole, Kendrick. That that top tier. That top tier is the only group that I think can. And obviously, like, I still still think their music is going to be so popular and so relevant after the pandemic is over that they could tour. And I think, I mean, I don't think it would... People are still going to go no matter what. If if the song's good. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's it. That's true. And I also think that guys like J. Cole, Kendrick... Travis, yes, they have like the money and stature to be able to not tour, but they don't drop music necessarily as consistently as Drake does. They tend to tour after every single album. Drake doesn't really have to do that because he's dropping an album every single year. You know what I, I mean? think I don't know if the assumption is that the pandemic like we're gonna have a vaccine maybe by the spring and then they go on tour by the spring because I, I that's been a lot of the reports that we're gonna have a vaccine by the end of the winter mm-hmm. beginning going into the spring so i, I don't know maybe, there still could be a ton of questions then but maybe that's the plan that maybe in the spring he'll go tour but mm-hmm. yeah and like also with like other artists like like you said like kendrick and cole like yeah since their drop albums like so infrequently like two years three years like there's no point to drop it during the pandemic as with drake he'll probably just drop another one next year you know people will ride out with that one um i do think that's why you continue to see artists at least within the past few weeks you're seeing a lot of big name artists drop eps i don't know if that has to do with the pandemic they want to get new music out but they don't want it to be their album because they don't want to miss out on any touring like we're about to review the Joey Badass EP, even though he's not calling it an EP. We had one from Black, Flatbush Zombies, Wale, um, Summer Walker. We've reviewed a bunch of different EPs so far. So I don't know if that has any tie into it. Uh, I do want to ask you, just uh, Carter, because you've been listening to a lot of them, what is your favorite Drake leak that you've heard so far? Uh, so by far, it's going to be Not Around. Not Around is such so catchy i love the the pierre born type beats so spacey and it's like a sound we haven't heard from him before so yeah that would that would be mine have you heard any nope i gotta send you one then uh in the cut is one i heard last night for the first time and it's drake with roddy rich Mm. and the drake part to me was a little boring but Roddy Rich has an incredible verse on it and sounds amazing and i i think roddy rich is roddy rich is amazing (laughs) yes but i mean he, he brought life to what was, like, kind of a slower track. Like, mm-hmm. Drake was fine, but it, it definitely didn't have the pace that other tracks would. Roddy Rich becoming a superstar? I mean, I think a lot of people... His album was huge last winter. Agreed. And I think a lot of people thought it was, like, a one-hit... Like, he did, they didn't... He didn't 
they didn't expect him to be able to carry out that reputation and continue to be a, a, a leading star. But I think that he's continuing to grow, showing more versatility. We've already heard him in a few features so far this year. And um, yeah, I'm excited to hear more music from him too. So we're gonna move on from Drake to Joey Badass. Joey Badass dropped three new tracks in a bundle that he calls the Light Pack. Um, to me, I actually love the cover art. I don't know if you guys paid any attention to it, but that was one of my favorite cover arts of the year so far. Had a mind, body, soul theme to it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was super cool. Too. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, which one of these three tracks in particular was your favorite? Uh, out of the three, uh, the light was my favorite, but they all had such a consistent vibe to them. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was all uh, like that old school underground that you know Joey. It's a staple of Joey's. Yeah, probably no explanation. The one with Pusha. Um, I like the jazz beat that was kind of going on in the back. The harmonized part in the middle was pretty cool. I, I, the, I don't know. Pusha T. I feel like has pretty much the same flow on any song he gets on, um, but. I like Joey's second verse more than his first, for sure. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, Not that the first verse was bad, but I definitely liked yeah. the, he the changed, third he verse. Changed it I just found yeah. the first and the third song. Like, yeah, Joey does go hard, and I do like the beats. It just felt almost boring, in a sense. Like, it was kind of the same thing I felt like. I, I do agree. Like, because these are all basically very similar. Yeah, I agree. I thought No Explanation was probably a little more different because of getting Pusha on there, so that was probably a while to go to that one. So you liked the Pusha verse? I do. I did like okay. the Pusha verse. Um, I think No Explanation might have been my least favorite track just because I wasn't the biggest fan of the, the beat personally and I thought that the Pusha verse was a little bit one-dimensional. I didn't see a lot of uh, versatility from them there. It sounded like it was uh, one sound, consistent sound throughout. Um, I definitely liked The Light and Shine better. I think The Light might have been my favorite, but like you mentioned... I, like I don't get that a lot from Joey, where I feel like by the end of the song, like it, it's been one thing the entire time, and it's getting a little boring. But I did kind of feel that with a couple of these tracks. The light was shorter, so I think I liked that one better for that reason. Uh, I really liked the beat; it was simple, and the flows were super hard. Um, Shine, I also liked though. The the funk beat was great, and um, I don't know. I, I'm excited for for new Joey Badass music. He said on Twitter, now I could just be talking out his ass, that this is by far the best album he's ever made. I feel like every rapper says that about their yeah. upcoming album. What if they say, uh, it's, it's going to be okay. It's average. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but um, I don't know. In May, he said that it was almost done and that he would expect it to not take longer than six months. He said it won't, the wait will not be longer than six months. So, what's that? June, July, August, September, October, November? It could, so be, a Cardi, it could be a Cardi situation, though. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> 90, 90 days, six months later. You know, we don't want to make any assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I think I was expecting a lot more from these three tracks, especially since we haven't heard from him in the last three years, but to me, it sounded like these weren't songs that he had been writing for a while. He's talking in all three of them from the present day. He mentions how he hasn't released anything in the past three years. He's talking about how he has to you know, get back into that mojo. So I think that 
these aren't tracks that he's been sitting on for three years. I don't know if he had any intention of putting these on an album or if this was just music to get his name back out there before he releases an album. He doesn't want the album to be the first thing that comes out in that three-year period. I'm not really sure, but regardless, I'm excited to hear new music from Joey Badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping uh, that this is just kind of like a one-off thing. Like, mm-hmm. I hope the album isn't all like this because I think I might get bored after yeah. a while just because, not because like these aren't like, the lyrics are great, he has some good hooks, but it's just kind of a little slow at some points. Yeah, totally agree. He always likes to go back to that Brooklyn underground, like boom bap sound and... I think that sound can tend to get a little bit old, um, but he always goes back to it because that's what he grew up on. I just hope that he tries to be a little more versatile, as he's done, in, at least with his last couple projects. So we'll see what happens. We're going to move on to a Pop Smoke Deluxe album, because um, <laughs> it was 15 songs Basically with an interlude. It, yeah. it was practically an album. It had an interlude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it included some lesser-known New York rappers. I know Fivio Foreign is one that's a little bit more known, but the rest, uh, Daffy Woo, Dread Woo, Davido, Burna Boy. I don't even I, I don't even know if, what was it, Davido, whatever? I don't even think he's a rapper. He sounds like a <laughs> reggae kind of guy. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that he's actually a rapper. Regardless, what were, uh, what were the thoughts with the deluxe version? Um, some of these tracks weren't necessarily needed. Right. Um, I think, you know, at a point they were just like putting this out to make it a deluxe album. We got more cuts. You'll want to listen to it. There were a couple cool tracks like uh, Paranoia with Young Thug and Gunna. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the PMB rock part on uh, Backseat. Wasn't a big fan of the pop smoke. PMB rock is so underrated, I feel like. He does not get enough love. PMB rock is solid. You know, you guys are just going to look at me weird when I say this. I really like the way he sounds. I just don't like looking at him as a person, physically. It just, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> Why? Because he's ugly? You got to look up a picture. Cause he no, I've seen Peter like Rock. His neck is just very tall, and his head is... Yeah, but... He's it, very skinny. It's just, it's a little weird. I don't know. Whenever I hear PMB Rock, I think of uh, Changes, the song with X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, my, my favorite song, at least, was uh, Hello with... A Boogie, mm-hmm. which was surprising to me because obviously Foreigner was one of Pop Smoke's biggest songs. I personally wasn't the biggest fan of A Boogie on that track. I thought it was really boring. He didn't really add that much. He was really energetic on this song, which I, I thought really made liked, the song. Yeah, I really liked A Boogie on this track. Um, you know, Pop Smoke, I feel like in his original album, within the first what is it, 16 songs that he originally released, I don't remember how many it was. He had a lot of versatility, and despite him having one sound up to that point, we didn't really get bored of it because he showed off a lot of versatility. I think in the deluxe version, that one sound tended to come back a little bit. I thought A Boogie added a lot to that song, and that's why it's my favorite track. I 100% agree. I'd say my favorite is probably Paranoia or maybe Hotel Lobby. Um, I'm gonna go with Paranoia because I thought Young Thug, honestly, his verse was a little bit underwhelming. I do like when Thug like slows it down and does songs like this. I just didn't. I was not a huge fan of his part. But I mean, we we've talked about this before. Gunna can pretty much go on any song. I feel like and sound good. And this is another example. Like Thug had a kind of chill vibe, and Gunna had also that chill vibe. But Gunna just 
kind of eat it up. And I I love the part. <laughs> yeah, Gunna sounded good, and uh, Gunna's just becoming one of my favorite artists. I yeah, like every track is like a hit for me. But I also really like Pop Smoke and his hook on here. There was a bass the drop. Hook was really cool. It sounded so good, so clean. It was nice. he goes. I forget the exact lyric, but he's like. When I woo, I want you to like woo back or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, oh, also shout out to Jamie Foxx on this. Yeah, he sounded it, pretty good. It, it sounded pretty good. You know what? It was okay, but um, if his his verse, the music kind of like went over his verse. I couldn't understand parts of it to mm -hmm. be honest. Um, speaking of Gunna, possible Gunna Deluxe album coming tomorrow. It is coming. That for sure? I heard for sure. What is, I, heard, I saw eight songs. Is that right? Yeah, I, heard I, eight, eight, I heard eight songs. Yep, also. Eight. Perfect. Yeah. I I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for that. Because that makes it seem like these are going to be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, with all the I've, I've, I've seen a bunch of snippets of unreleased songs and like after he like stuff that he's posted and they all sound well like I just sent crazy. you the one. You sent me the one. There, he has like three or four different Don Tolliver really? things that have come out. I know Lemonade. I think Cafeteria is one of them. There's a bunch of them, and they all sound sick. I've got one roommate um, from Ohio State sends me snippets every once in a while. Was yesterday he was like, you want to hear these new uh, Gunna Don Tolliver tracks? So I was like, uh, uh, what? They, 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 <laughs> yes. they, a joint album? Dude, they, they go perfect together. Mm -hmm. I, that, a joint album between those two would literally make my ear. <laughs> and get a couple of those little baby features, yes, young dude. thug features. That'll be incredible. No, nah, you know what's gonna be sick is when that little baby Donna Future the Surfers Thompson. album. <laughs> that's, that's gonna be a humongous album. We're all super excited for that. Well, speaking of collabs, we're gonna move on to the Jid Smino Kenny Beats single Baghettis. <laughs> I mean, I'll give. I've already heard this song. I heard it when it leaked back in June. Uh, Smino had teased it a while ago on Twitter. Um, he broke the news that he had a track with Jid and Kenny Beats and that kind of blew up just the fact that they had one and then I heard it later on, on YouTube at some point um, but I mean these are two of my top five favorite artists and one of my favorite producers so even if it was a shit song I was gonna convince <laughs> myself that I loved it so I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys talk about whether or not you like the song yeah I really like Smino and Jid as well they're two of definitely my, my top artists um, I thought they both fit very well together. They both have not a similar sound, but I feel like they work well on similar beats together. Um, and with this Kenny Beats beat, he always brings something unique to it. Um, I like Smino's verse a little bit more than Jid's, even though Jid's was longer. But uh, yeah, overall, pretty cool track between the two of them. Yeah, it felt like they were really low key on it almost. Like, I, Jid, I, the songs that I've heard Jid on, he's way more energetic, I feel like. And I'm not even, like, I liked it. I liked his, him and Smino's part when uh, they're kind of going over the beat more low key. And I like the parts where they harmonize also. I thought that sounded pretty cool. Uh, definitely, yeah, I, I like the song. I do wish they harmonized a little bit more because it yeah. was the parts where they harmonized, it was like one or two lines and it sounded really good. Yeah. I wish they did that a little bit more. I'd love to hear Smino rap. He doesn't do it in every single song, and he had a really good flow on this song, so I really like that. And yeah, Jit's part was great. Like you said, he doesn't always get to rap on a low-key, relaxed beat. He's either rapping on an energetic beat, and he's got a lot of energy, or a lot of times when you get these low-key beats, he is doing a little bit more singing. So it's cool to hear him once in a while rap on a low-key beat 
Um, something too that I like between the two of them, this is no disrespect to either of them, but they, both of them kind of have a touch of femininity in their voice a little mm-hmm. bit. So mm-hmm. I think with a low key beat, hearing both of that and both of their voices together, I thought that sounded really good. Um, it, yeah, I really liked the track. Uh, you knew it was going to be big. Jid's done well with Kenny Beats in the past. Smino's done well with Kenny Beats in the past. And Jid and Smino have done well together in the past. So you put all three of them together, you knew it was going to be a good track. I was excited that it was finally released and um, definitely one I'll be listening to. I hope Smino is on some of the Spillage Village tracks. And yeah, he fits their sound very he well. He does. And if not, I hope at some point... It was teased back when Revenge of the Dreamers 3 dropped. Uh, if you remember, there was that one song, uh, Oh Wow Swerve was the, the song. And they had this thing, this group called Zoink Gang. And it had Smino, Jid, Guap Dad, and Buddy. Guap Dad, 4,000. Um, I like Buddy. Buddy's really underrated. So if they drop a Guap, project... Guap Dad's underrated. If they drop a project as Zoink Gang, Jid, Smino, <laughs> Buddy, Jesus and Guap Dad... Ah, that would be really. I'm. I hope that happens. You guys talking about the Surfers album? I want a Zoink Gang album. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the most part, that's all the music that we're gonna be covering from this past week. We're gonna move on to stuff that is coming this upcoming week. And before Kanye even announced that Donda, his new album was come well, allegedly coming tomorrow. Uh, he was in the news for a a few statements. Oh my God! That were yep. questionable. The Harry, so we're gonna get in that one, right? We'll start with. Okay. okay. I Jesus think that was the Christ. first one that put him in the news. Yeah. So the first one he said was that Harriet Tubman did not free the slaves. She brought them to work for other white people. Now. I was ready to defend Kanye, okay, and I will, I will, I will defend Kanye on this statement, okay. I know what he was trying to say. It was very, very poor wording. He was not trying to take anything away from Harriet Tubman. The headline turned into Kanye West degrades Harriet Tubman. (laughs) Which is a, never a good sign, especially for someone that's trying to run for president. Run for president. So probably should have thought about his wording. What he was trying to say, at least in my opinion, obviously we don't know for sure, but what he was trying to say, my take from it, was not that Harriet Tubman was a bad person and didn't free the slaves, but that slavery still exists today in a modern form, and that the black community still suffers from white supremacy in modern forms. That is what I think Kanye was trying to say. He wasn't trying to take anything away from Harriet Tubman. He wasn't trying to say that slavery back then, what black people had to go through in the 1800s is equivalent, the suffering is equivalent to what they're facing today. I don't think that's what he was saying. He was just trying to metaphorically state that there is slavery existing today in modern form. Was that did he did he finish his? I only heard the line. Did his like rest of his speech? Did he say that? Is that what he came out and said? Are you, oh, no, 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 you're no. guessing. I, everyone's guessing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, right. I, thought, I thought he was like. I like, thought he like knew that's what he said. I, oh, then no. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Like, I know there is a message in there that 
is probably better than the way he said it. Like, he's basically saying, like, yeah, he, slaves were freed from the South, but, like, nowadays it's, like, these wealthy, like, white people, CEOs, they're exploiting black lives. So, like, that's yeah. the comparison. Wrong messenger, bad message. I, I, saw, I saw some video on Twitter, and this girl was uh, standing in the front, or, like, the second row or yeah. something. And she goes, oh, we got to get out of here. <laughs> he said that, and she goes, yeah, we got to get out of here. <laughs> that was immediate. That was immediate. Um, it, it's, for someone like Kanye, who has made a living and created a fan base through his incredible lyricism, for him to say something that was not thought out at all, for him to have such poor wording, you know that he's at some level suffering from some sort of mental illness. Well, he's by He has to get... Yes, yeah. I know, but I think that there's more beyond okay. that. Um, and that comment, I was ready to defend Kanye. I was on Kanye's side, but that wasn't the end of it. And <laughs> he goes on to continue throughout this past weekend to say some real stupid shit that you just can't defend. The, the next thing that he made news for oh boy. was talking about his daughter, North. And in detail, he described that his intention was for Kim to have an abortion and for Northwest to not be born. And Kim didn't want an abortion. And an angel from heaven spoke to Kanye and guided him in the right direction. And as a result, he was given the blessing of his daughter North. And the response to that from the average person and from Kim was, why would you ever say that? That would be horrible for North to see when she grows up and Kim herself doesn't have a lot of privacy in her life with her keeping up with the Kardashian show. Why does Kanye have to continue to put out every little information, private information from Kim's life to the world? That was a very bad look. And he later stated that the reason he said it was because he needed to say something wild in order to catch attention to bring attention to his candidacy. I mean, he already did that with the first quote. <laughs> That's a bad reasoning for ever saying that. Yeah, like, this is, yeah, it's super problematic to say this. Like, putting their personal life, like, this is super personal, too. It's not even, like, these are things that people are uncomfortable speaking about, and he uses his marketing. If you're running for president, first of all, it's a weird thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. Second, you're bringing up the issue of abortion, which is still a huge issue in the country. And you're basically saying that you're okay with an abortion, which is taking a side that not many people will like. It just said it was just a, it, who, like, it's, it's a joke, clearly, what he's doing, I think, I hope. What, running? Yes. Well, Kim said that if Kanye continues to run for president, if he continues his candidacy, then they're getting divorced. That's what Kim said. You know, it seems like they're already on track right now. It does seem the like they're on track. Yes. Because Kanye is like, I'm trying, like, you see that tweet? Like, earlier? Yeah, Kanye yeah. was, Kanye, well, sh did, you, did I see the tweet? Kanye's had, like, yeah. 30 questionable tweets in the past Very three true. days. Very That's true. why I'm voting for Lil Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, oh. 
He's, he's still voting for Meek Mill, so. Well, it was he said, like, <laughs> it was like, fuck all this shit, I'm running for president in 2020 or something like that. Yeah, I'm still voting for Meek. I don't know. I'm joking, by I, the way. I'm not voting for Meek. Also, with. I'm not voting. <laughs> with, with Kanye's politics, I don't, I don't know what demographic he's going for at all <laughs> with any of these. Like, what's the know. focus? He's running in in the birthday party, the birthday. Uh, a party that he created. It's, it's such a joke. Like it, it. Not that politics is like it, it just degrades politics even more yeah. than it already the is. State it's already in. Yeah. He then this past weekend, I, these quotes caught attention, and a lot of people were saying, "I hope Kanye gets help. Someone needs to reach out to him and help him." Kanye then was posting videos of him with some of his friends, like uh, I know Dave Chappelle flew out to see Kanye and they were laughing and, and having a good time. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what Kanye needs. I know whatever he needs, he's not going to find in the hands of a white woman who's a billionaire because her ass is fat and she made a sex tape with Ray J. <laughs> so I, I don't know what needs to happen, but he's got to get his help. And I, I don't really think that he's in the, the correct headspace to be dropping an album in what tomorrow yeah but supposedly it's coming um donda. It, it's titled donda donda uh, whatever uh after his mother who passed um far before this album but after his mother who's no longer with us um i think i saw him tweet like the track list it wasn't necessarily a track list, but it was like the MP3 files, mm-hmm. and it looked like it was like 38 minutes long, maybe. Uh, Another short one. It might have been like 12 tracks, so... I think it was 12, yeah. It was. Yeah. So, if that is... If we do have an album, and if that is the album, if that track list is the album, then I think it's going to be pretty short. I just don't know... I, I don't think we should be getting any music from Kanye right now. With uh, with Kanye's actions, you know, over the past couple of years, um, does this? I know, I know, you being a big Kanye fan, Jackson, does it affect how you listen to the music at all, or your excitement for the music? Uh, it hadn't up to this point. Um, I I don't I know that albums like Yeezus and Yay and Kidsy Ghosts are favorite albums for a lot of people that that's not even close to my favorite Kanye music I definitely prefer late registration college dropout stuff from 2005 that sort of period I still continue to listen to Kanye because he is one of my favorite artists and he continues to release music his actions hadn't influenced my opinion going into the music up to this point if Kanye releases an album tomorrow, after what took place this past weekend, I will go into it with lower expectations, and I do feel like it'll take away from the album. I do think his actions over the last few years, and more recently, definitely dampened expectations for the album, because I don't think anybody's expecting old Kanye, like old great Kanye. Um, I'm, I mean, I've already said this before, I'm not a Kanye fan, so I have no expectations. Right, that's why he was asking me. Yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 I thought you'd just be like, oh, this sucks. No, like, <laughs> I mean, obviously I'm going to listen to it, and I'm going to go into it with an open mind, but I think it dampens the already low expectations for the album. Yeah, I mean, around a Kanye drop, I feel like everybody usually gets excited, and with this, I'm, I'm not 
as pleased. I'll honestly, be, I'll be surprised if there is an album. I know, yeah, he's just so to inconsistent fair, and everything's going if there, crazy right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting, I'm not getting my hopes up for an album. Yeah. I'm gonna go into Thursday night expecting to listen to a Gunna Deluxe album. If there is a Kanye album, great. If there isn't, well, then I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that he's in the correct headspace to be releasing an album. I do did really like uh, Wash Us in the Blood, the single that, with Travis Scott that mm-hmm. we reviewed a few weeks ago. And I do think that if this album is released, it's going to be a lot of music like that, rap music that has religious Christian-tied themes, um, not a lot of swearing in it. I and I did definitely- like that. So if that is what's released, I will like it, but I don't know. I think it's going to definitely be a lot darker than the last album, at least, just with the single he's put out and the way he's acting and, you know, even even Donna being the name of the album, you know, that's caused him so much trauma in the past. Um, I think, yeah, we'll definitely get a darker Kanye. Yeah, I, he's obviously not in the right headspace if he's going to release an album in honor of his mother who has had such a big impact on his life. I think that this should wait and come at a later time. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of help he needs, but so you know, we need. Yeah, I hope Kanye. Someone is able to reach out to Kanye and, and give him what he needs. Well, tonight in four hours, we're getting two singles from J Cole, which is super exciting. Yep. J Cole's one of my favorite artists. The first one is titled "The Climb Back," which is produced by J Cole. The other one, <laughs> the other one is "Lion King on Ice," which is produced by T-Minus, Jetson, and Cole. Um, that's, those are T-Minus and Jetson. That's pretty good. That is really... I've never heard Cole on a Jetson track, so I'm excited for that because that Jetson tracks tend to have a little more bounce to them, you know? T-Minus and J. Cole are for sure good together. Right. I mean, they did um, Middle Child. Yeah. Um, they're both from the fall-off, which is interesting because Cole in the past hasn't really released singles that lead up to the album, so... I think this is the case of we're waiting to release the album once we realize where the pandemic is headed. He said that there's no date for the album. He's still finishing up. He's taking his time, still finishing, no date. So I do think that it, it might be a while before we get an album, but I am really excited for, for two new singles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know we haven't heard uh, Cole too much lately, other than the... Uh whatever that the, the, the brief beef with no name yeah, yeah. whatever the snow on the bluff, snow on the bluff yeah, yeah which was i i hope it's these tracks will be a, a little bit different vibe than right. that because that was you know more more lyrical more more slow i'd like you know like a more upbeat track you know to lift our spirits a little without Wilek, the the cover art for the j cole Songs I thought it looked cool. Kind of looks like without warning. I mean, obviously different, but like with the dogs. Okay. Barking. I didn't really make that connection at first, but I see where you're coming from. I think the climb back is going to be lyrical. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lion King on Ice, especially with the fact that it's T minus and Jetson, I think that one's going to be more hard. I think more that's popular. one that's going to get a, yeah, yeah more popular. I think it's going to be bouncy. I do like uh, in his mixtapes in the past, he he um, had the Simba Lion King metaphors so i'm glad that he's bringing that back yeah. um i'm excited for it and it'll be definitely something we're reviewing next week beyond that 
We already talked about Gunna Deluxe album a little bit. Is there anything else you guys want to add to Gunna? I'm excited. Is that what you're most excited for? Oh, I, yeah. What else would I be most excited well, for? Well, I mean, Gunna's probably it. Logic. The kid, uh, the kid Leroy. I'm actually, I'm actually super excited for the Kid Leroy. I will be listening to that. And I saw a picture of the Kid Leroy. He's the ugliest person. Bro, it's so hard seen. looking at him. Like I said, I wish, I wish he didn't have a face, and I'd like his music more. So narrow. Yeah, um, I don't think I've got, I, I got a live reaction to the Kid Leroy's face. He looks like somebody who you want to punch in high school. Okay, is it Middle as bad school. as um, Conway the Machine though? Yes, it's worse. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I didn't know, know he man. was white. I know, man. You know he was white. No. <laughs> Very punchable face. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. And he's very. There's this uh, in the Go, the Juice World track, right? Um, he's wearing this like skin tight leather uh, moto cross suit, and he looks like a child. And it's so hard to get that image out of my. All head. right, my. <laughs> My excitement for the Kid Leroy album is now at a minimum. <laughs> I, I was somewhat excited for it after seeing what he looks like. Not that excited. Um, <laughs> I mean, were either of you Logic fans? I'm not a big Logic fan, so I'm, I, I mean, like, I'll, I'll I take like a listen. But I like specific Logic songs. I am not a Logic fan. The yeah. gang-related, probably one of my favorite Logic songs. Um, one eight hundred song that's just popular. It's catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like Logic was better earlier than he is now. Yeah, um, he, he definitely. Maybe he goes out on a, with a bang. Who knows? Um, he's just dropped so much music in the past couple years that it's kind of oversaturated what he brings to the table because yeah. his older stuff was really good, and now it's just kind of like a watered down version, more mainstream. Yeah, okay. And he's definitely fallen off. So, and he's retiring. Supposedly. So, supposedly. We'll see. I, I think he was one of those cases where the quantity was favored over the quality, and as a result, the music got watered down, and I think that he lost a lot of hype, lost a lot of fans. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I, I was definitely surprised to see him retire as a big Logic, or as not being a, a Logic fan, I didn't really know the, the story behind that. I didn't expect it at all. I don't know... Um, if there's much to it. Yeah, the, the people who love Logic really love Logic. Like, he is, like, there's a cult following for him, definitely. Um, you know, we'll see how he goes out, because I just I just hope his album is better than the last three of them, because they have all been garbage. <laughs> so. uh, and then we got Big Sean and Detroit 2 is the album coming from Big Sean. I'm excited. Oh, he's dropping album this week? I don't know if it's this week. Is I, it? Uh, I I heard it soon. I don't know. If it's I heard straight. it soon. I heard did a couple hear, snippets from it. The, well, did you hear? Did you listen to Dot Wave? No. There was some uh, Lithuania. I Lith- think. No, Lithuania. Oh, was that part of Dot Wave? I'm pretty sure it was on Dot Wave. Oh, Lithuania. I had already heard. Okay. All right. That's I know one of the main songs. I wasn't the biggest fan. Okay. But Zen, I heard as well. I'm excited for Big Sean. I think uh, Big Sean, like again, another kind of one, of, almost like Logic in the sense that I love certain songs, like Halfway Off the Balcony. Probably my favorite Big Sean song. I'm excited to listen to it. I don't. I don't know. How, I don't know what I'm expecting out of it, but I know I'm excited to listen to it. Yeah, I think. I think Big Sean, more so than Logic, can come with some great bangers. Um, and we haven't heard from Big Sean like an album since 2017, which right. is surprising. I feel like he, more than other artists, would be more frequent with his drops. But uh, you know, with all this time and with uh, a couple of the singles that we've heard from before. I'm excited to hear what he's got. Yeah, 
when he was the feature on that T Grizzly album, we were kind of surprised. Like we hadn't heard him in since what 2017, and this yeah. is the yeah. this is what this he's is coming the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that sounded okay too. Like it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was okay. Big Sean is definitely a guy that there are songs that I like. I, I was never the biggest fan of him. Um, my favorite verse from him for will forever be from um, All Me. Um, nothing was the same. Oh, oh shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah, it, it, I don't know if that's the one that's necessarily dropping this week. But I did hear Lithuania with Travis. I heard Zen as well. Those were two leaks that I heard from him. Again, I'm not the biggest Big Sean fan, but they definitely got me excited for the album. And then I think The Kid Leroy. I'm excited. Is the Super, other album. I'm excited. Just... I, I, <laughs> At first, I wasn't a huge fan of him, but I started to listen to the limited amount of tracks he has, and he he, he has a weird vocal range. He can do a lot of things that other artists can't. Does he have a list? Yeah. He does Yeah, something. And I kind of like it, and some artists I, I really don't. But. I've just never really listened to Kid Leroy in depth, so I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> other than that, I think we're getting a Ski Mask single, which is cool. We haven't listened to any Ski Mask on the podcast, so that'll be nice. Um, but that's it. Maybe Kanye, definitely a Gunna Deluxe, which is exciting. Logic, J. Cole singles tonight. Should be a, a pretty good wrap-up next week. And uh, sports are starting. And <laughs> sports are starting. Oh, so you know what? Huge. All right. So an idea I have for next week. We're doing best sports lines the and top, songs. Yeah, top five bad. NBA references in, in rap. Hell yeah, man. Top five lines. If there's a so, Joakim Noah line, it's number one. <laughs> Why? Because fitting Joakim Noah into a song is I mean, talent. She a hoe, bro. There you go. Joakim Noah, she a hoe, bro. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh, boy. My freestyle is coming this weekend, too, so look out. <laughs> freestyle, g- give me one bar. <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, I had I had terrible. Like this would be a T Grizzly line. It would be like her her pussy flowing like that bitch from State Farm. Just like. <laughs> 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 Oof. Oof. Yeah, we're gonna end on that. Um, <laughs> I think that'll be a fun segment next week, though. Yeah. Maybe a couple Giannis Antetokounmpo lines make the make maybe, the cut for my list. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, if there's a Giannis line, it's definitely in the Smino song for sure. Yeah, I already know what my number one's gonna be. I'm not. Is it the one that I just all. said? No, no. Oh, okay. No, okay. it's it's a Kobe line. Kobe line. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. So <laughs> we'll do that next week, along with a lot of music that's gonna be dropping. So next week will be a jam-packed episode. Make sure to tune in. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>